0: time lift up a holy God who is in this place. Right now he is here. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise God. How wonderful, wonderful, wonderful to be in his presence. I've probably said this a thousand times over the years in this pulpit, but I don't want to take one second for granted when God Almighty comes into the sanctuary Where his spirit is, anything is possible. I'm thankful that he is here in this place, ready to do what we have need of. Praise God. Praise God. God bless you this morning. You may be seated. So thankful that you're in the house of the Lord. Amen. To feel his presence. The story is told of Albert Einstein, who was traveling from Princeton on a train When the conductor came down the aisle punching the tickets of every passenger, we came to Einstein. Einstein reached in his vest, but his ticket wasn't there. So he reached again. His ticket wasn't there. He stood up and checked in his pants pockets. His ticket wasn't there. He opened his briefcase. His ticket wasn't there. He, a little bit frantic, looked beside him all around. The conductor finally said, Dr. Einstein, I know who you are. We all know who you are. And I'm sure you bought a ticket. Don't worry about it. Einstein nodded appreciatively. The conductor continued down the aisle, punching tickets. As he was ready to move to the next car, he just glanced back as he was opening the door and here's this Great genius physicist down on his hands and knees looking under the seat and looking around him and looking everywhere for his ticket. The conductor rushes back, Dr. Einstein, Dr. Einstein, let me help you up. Don't don't worry. I know who you are and there's no problem here. You don't need a ticket. I'm sure you bought one. Einstein looked at him and said, young man, I too Know who I am. What I don't know is where I'm going. I have a very simple message today. Do we know where we're going? This month, the month of October, in the year of 1961, this church was founded. Ten years ago, if you remember, we celebrated our celebrated our fiftieth anniversary, and I know most of the time people celebrate the twenty fifth, the fiftieth, and the seventy fifth. So we won't have any big type of type of big celebration today, but I didn't just want to gloss over the fact that this particular church has existed for sixty years. What a milestone we have reached. And over those 60 years, we are now in our fourth building and installed the fourth pastor. But the greatest thing I can say that has happened over the last 60 years is the hundreds and hundreds, and might I say the thousands and thousands of lives that have been impacted locally and globally by this very assembly here. This church was founded 60 years ago on the message that the Apostle Peter preached on the day of Pentecost. And I'm happy to report today that we still preach you need to repent of your sins. We still believe you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of those sins. And you'll be changed to walk in new life and have power when you're filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, with the initial evidence of speaking in an unknown language. We still preach preach here, O Israel, the Lord our God, he is one. Just like they did in the word and how this church was founded 60 years ago, we still proclaim, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. We still teach the scripture that says, be ye holy, for I am holy, saith God. And so as the pastor of that, this church that was established some 60 years ago, before I was even born, I have no business messing with the landmark marks that were erected. I have no authority to lead this church off the old paths that have been established. The blood and the sweat and the tears and the prayers and the battles and the sacrifices in so many ways to get us to this point. None of us have any business moving anything that was established for us. The world has changed, yes. The times have changed, yes. Some of our methods and our songs and the way we do things have changed, but the message remains the same. This church was built on the authority of the Word of God, and it shall remain and must remain to be on to go 60 more years. Sometimes, to know where you're going, you need to see where you came from. So, I have put together with great apologies. To all of the professional movie makers in this room. And the videographers and all of that. My beautiful wife drove me home as I'm in the car. Clipping and cutting. And no, you don't have permission to make a seven minute video in church. But I gave myself permission. <laughs> but what I have is yes, a seven minute video, and what I did was I randomly, hear me out what I'm saying here, I randomly went to the room upstairs where all of the archive sermons are on DVD. I didn't look for any particular sermon. I didn't pull the sermon so that they could say what I wanted them to say. I found a DVD of our former three pastors preaching and I just put some excerpts together so that you can hear their heartbeat, you can hear their passion, you can hear the direction for this church. I could have pulled, hear me out, I could have pulled a number of DVDs and you would still have heard their heartbeat, their passion and the direction for this church. And so to give us a comprehensive test here, I didn't know what was gonna be on these DVDs and so I just played these DVDs and so we're gonna do a checkup when this is done to make sure we're still on the path that our founder set for us, that our bishop set for us and that our pastor Graham set for us and we're going to do that and so I'm going to ask the three former pastors to help me preach this morning turn your attention to the screen
1: and when you face the enemy in this world ladies and gentlemen you must have something that is bigger and greater and more powerful than you are Praise God, because when you face the enemy and you face sin, you face anything in this world, you need something that will help you to overcome and bring you out victorious over everything that comes your way. Hallelujah. Because if the living God lives inside of you, you are alive. You are movable. You are filled uh, with an auction of the Holy Spirit of Almighty God. And he said the living God is among you. But if this living God does touch you, there's something going to change inside of you like you've never felt uh, in all of your life. Because when God touches you, there's a change If some of you have grown cold in your praise, if you have grown cold in your prayer life, if you've grown cold in your worship before God, I want God to stir you so mightily in this service tonight that you're going to leave that seat where you are and you're going to begin to worship and praise God like you haven't in a long, long time through the prayers and the worship of the sanctuary, I believe that God is going to move St. Louis. I believe God is about to open a door that no man can shut. I believe God is about to set his spirit in motion that's going to do things in your midst that that you've never seen before. Ladies and gentlemen, when you begin to pray, Really pray God's going to move this church into an atmosphere of revival that it hasn't seen since its beginning.
2: You know what? The Lord came when everybody was struggling and straining. Amen. I think God wants to see us work a little bit. He wants a little effort on our part. He doesn't want us just to be slack sit back and be comfortable just coming to church. I think we have a responsibility. We, we have a world to reach and we do need to be concerned. and We do need to do what we can to reach out and not get so com- comfortable with our little environment and, and our little community. We need our community to go out into the world. I, I think we need to respond by helping in any way that we can because we're the body of Christ. This world's is struggling, and, and so what happens is we get bogged down in the struggle, and we all throw our hands up, and, and we all feel a sense of drowning. But let me tell you, in the midst of the storm, you need to keep rowing. You need to keep working. We need to have more unity. We need to do more for Jesus Christ than we've ever done before. Praise God. We need to be faithful. We need to be faithful to the house of God. We need to be faithful to the work of God. We need to be faithful to prayer. We need to be faithful because God is coming for a faithful people. Praise God. Well, have you given up? Are you letting everybody else do the rolling? Are you letting other people bail the water out? Are you doing your part? Amen. Getting to the other side. Because God wants you to have victory in Jesus' name. We've got to do it together. So we need to ask the Lord, Lord, help me to be aware of what I can do to help the church be victorious. And when the church is victorious, the church will do outreach and the church will reach our world and the church will make a difference. And so we need to pray. Pray for our world. But pray that we as a church, a body of Christ, will work together to make a difference. Amen. Yes, we want to save our world, but also want to see my brothers and sisters make it also. And if you're struggling and you're getting weak, I want to lift your hand up. I want to encourage you. I want to strengthen you. I want to forget myself and focus on others because when I do...
3: I will be victorious. So I would believe today that there are probably several good indicators of the status of a person's spiritual condition. I believe there are some things you can look at, and it's a pretty good gauge of how someone is doing in their walk with God. I would present that a man's prayer life, or the lack of it, says a lot about how passionate he is after God. I would present that a man's worship or the lack of it reveals something about his spiritual appetite. I would present, however, that one of the best barometers that I've ever seen of a man's devotion to God is how he treats the altar. You show me a person. That loves the altar. And I will show you someone whose heart is set after God. You show me a person that shuns the altar. And I will show you a person who is in a dangerous position in terms of their spiritual future. I would maintain to everyone here today that one of the greatest things you could ever do for your family is to build an altar. And we need conviction. I need the Word of God to reach out and grab me by the heart, make me uncomfortable, drag me to the altar, put me on my face, and change me before I go home. I'm not interested in you being comfortable, I'm interested in you being changed. We need the altar. We need the altar. We need the altar. I still need tears, I still need repentance. I still need conviction. I still need consecration. Everybody in this house, I don't care if you've been living for God for 100 years, you need the altar. And I just plead with every parent in this house today, you can do your kids a world of good if they see that you know your way to the altar. altar i plead with every person in this house be familiar with the path to the altar it is the safest place to live somebody come back to the altar and say god's been good to me
0: pastor sanders we still believe in the living god We still know that people can't have an encounter with God that will be so powerful, their life will be changed forever. We still believe in worship. We believe that you prophesied over us, that God has set before us an open door before us, and we're going to walk through it into the greatest revival we have ever seen, and we're going to pray and believe to that end. Pastor Dugas, we're going to work until Jesus comes. We're going to minister to one another within the body of Christ, but we're going to reach. We're going to be victorious. A unified church that reaches to the lost, the hurting, the confused. We're going to reach into Florissant, into St. Louis, into Ferguson, into Lake St. Louis, into Hazelwood, into our neighborhood. And we're going to continue to work until Jesus comes. We're in this together. We are unified. We're lifting each other up. We are reaching out together. We are working in the kingdom. And Pastor Graham, we're going to stay close to the altar. We're going to allow God to change us and make us to be more like him. We're going to go build altars in our homes, in our neighborhoods, in our communities, wherever and where, however we can. However this big this church gets and however many daughter works we start, the altar is still going to be central to the church. We have a great... Heritage. We have a firm foundation. We are still healthy and doing very well. But let me be real honest with all of us. This, what we have, how we got here, didn't just happen. It took people willing to pray. Willing to fast, willing to minister, willing to work, willing to follow the direction and leading of God, willing to sacrifice, willing to say, Not my will, but let thy will be done. And that is the only thing that's going to keep us healthy and doing well. So, my question posed is where are we going? Let me tell you how I'll answer that question. Together, we're going forward into our destiny, into what God has promised to us. Everyone is vital, everyone is important, everyone is loved. Everyone is necessary part of the body of Christ and specifically part of the sanctuary. There is a wide open door in front of us, and we need to walk through that door. The opportunity is here. It's not time to just dream about it and talk about it and pray about it and hope for it. It's time to move. It's time to make sure we're still on the right path, yes. But it's time to move forward into our destiny. Pack up camp and get ready. The way is open before us and it's time to move forward into what God has promised. But let me be a little more specific Where are you going? Are you going to move with us? Are you going to come along? Are you going to help? Are you going to use your giftings and your talents? God has called us to work while it's day. God has placed us in the church, and he has placed in the church all the necessary talents and tools to advance his kingdom, we can't be a strong church unless you stand on a firm and strong foundation. We can't be a strong mother church and birth daughter works all over this city unless we have strong people and strong families. We can't have strong families unless we study the Word of God and pray in our households every single day. We can't accomplish the work that is set before us unless we are all working together. Do you know how many people are touched throughout this week from our live stream and they go back and see our on demand services that are on the internet? A whole lot even some in this very room have been blessed. That could not happen without camera operators. And an engineer and a director and all the lighting people and all the sound tech you couldn't hear in the building without the sound tech. But there's even another sound tech behind there in that back room where they mix the sound for those things going out on the Internet. They wouldn't be able to hear what was going on for here. So I just take one isolated group that we can all see right here in the auditorium with us this morning. And I thank God for people with a burden in the production team to make sure the whole gospel goes to the whole world by any means possible that is ministry that is saving the lost that is promoting the gospel Janelle I'll talk about her because she is wretchedly beautiful but I will talk about her she on the first, uh, first Sunday of each, mo- of each month she goes in the uh, front foyer here and that's her duty. She said, I'll host. I'll just keep it, because that's her life consistency. I'll keep it consistent. And so she fo- hosts in the front foyer here. The other day, somebody came in and was talking to her, and she was out there talking to all them, and, and, and they were commenting on her being so pleasant and smiling or whatever. And a, a, some man, I don't even know who it was, you may be here, he, he looked across, and they were conversing. He said, I came back to this church because of her right there. That is ministry. I periodically ask her to preach, and she says, no. She doesn't want to preach, but she wants to reach the lost. That is ministry. If our nursery were in shambles and dangerous, nobody's going to be comfortable leaving their children there and coming and enjoying the service. Thank God for our beautiful nurseries and all the workers in there. That is is ministry. The kids' check-in process and our security team to make sure everybody is very secure and comfortable in the building as we worship God, that is ministry. The choir ushering us into the presence of God, that is ministry. The social media team coming around and taking pictures and prom- promoting things on the internet and team sharing the good things that are happening and inviting people to church and telling what's all going on at the sanctuary and making them want to come see us. That is... Is ministry. The deaf ministry, thank God for people who are willing to come and take over when ours are out of town. But that is shown on the service every single week. And there is a large population in our deaf community that is now the gospel is being preached to them through the Internet. That is ministry. And I could go on and on and on. And I know, please don't get your feelings hurt because I forgot you. But you have to understand something about the church and going forward. It takes all of us to go into our destiny. It takes all of us working together to do something for the kingdom of God. I don't believe someone has to do all of it. You can't wear yourself out. That's not the point of this. However, with a great number of people like this, every job can be easily filled where everybody still has time to enjoy a Sunday service and not be on a schedule somewhere. Everybody has something that they can give and they can offer. It's the body of Christ fitly framed together to promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. This ain't about the sanctuary. This ain't about me being the pastor of this church. This is about advancing the kingdom of God. and taking back things that the enemy has stole from us and advancing into the darkness and proclaiming the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. That is why we work while it's day. As we stand. I look at our path and our strong foundation and I think our little comprehensive Final that we took, I think we passed with flying colors. So that's all settled. But as we move forward, we need everybody to be involved in some way. We can't plant daughter works if the mother church is in shambles, but we can plant lots of daughter works if the mother church is strong. We can reach the lost. If our families are intact. We can do great things when we're in this together. So here's the altar appeal. Stay where you are and pray for yourself. Ask God to help you and to speak to you because then the next altar call is going to be in the gymnasium. It's called peer pressure or pressure and manipulation, whatever you want to call it. The next altar calls in the gymnasium. Sign up for something. You can do something. And don't sign up for everything. You can't do everything. Don't feel guilted and pressured to do that. But sign up for something. Because we want to advance the kingdom. We want to be better. Folks, look at the crowd in here. I don't know how much longer we'll fit in this building without having to set up chairs. We'll need people for that. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But I believe great revival's coming. I believe God can do anything. And we're going to work while it's day. Lord, I pray you help us, Jesus. Speak to our hearts. Speak to me, Jesus, and let me know what else I can do in the kingdom. I don't want to get so focused on just me and what I can get and what I have that I forget there is a lost and dying world. I just don't want to escape the flames of fire for myself, but I want to bring others with me, Lord. And I know it seems kind of in a back way, but God, everything we do in your kingdom is ministry, and it's reaching the lost. I pray, oh God, speak to our hearts. I pray, oh God, let someone's life and their heart and mind be open to you as you speak to them, Jesus, so that they can know what they can do in the kingdom. Not to overload themselves, not to burn out, not to do anything like that or feel guilt in any way, Jesus. But because of your great love for us, we want to hand our talents and gifts back to you. And we want others to know what we know about your goodness. I pray that you would bless this marvelous church. Bless all of these precious people. Bless all of our great elders that have brought us to this point. I pray that you would keep them in your prayer. Keep them in your care. I pray, oh God, that you would bless them. Bless each one now as we make our altar call to the gymnasium. Help us to hear your voice. Help us to do your will and do your work. It's all for your glory, Jesus. And can you give our great God a great praise in this place? magnify your great name Jesus we glorify you we glorify you we glorify you praise God praise God amen happy anniversary everybody 60 years Jesus tarries we'll go 60 more still preaching the truth of his word amen God bless you be friendly make your way dismissed through the gymnasium meet our guest teams our ministry leaders there God bless you